0: I'm going to be honest. On this episode, I really didn't know what we'd dive into. It's been a little bit of a slow week, but sure enough, it was an electric space. We had AB Bev, the Fortune 500 behind Bud Light and Budweiser come on and talk about Web 2 adoption and interest in the Web 3 space. A ton of conversation on what exactly that entails. The difficult processes these publicly traded companies actually have to embrace just to get their foot in the door and try these efforts. But clearly, there's some interest, even with crypto selling and the market being relatively bearish, which overall is a huge light at the end of the tunnel for everybody involved. And following that, we covered a whole bunch of stuff around gamification, how to excite holders, and what exactly that means to gain traction and keep interest in a project. There was some alpha discussed on upcoming projects, excitement going into the holidays on Solana specifically, and some upcoming catalysts that are on the horizon. But if you want to catch these episodes live at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday to Thursday. But let's get into the episode. What is going on NFT ecosystem? We are back again wrapping up this fine week with another episode of NFTs Made Easy covering all that sweet, sweet NFT market talk. Looks like we got a whole bunch of things popping off today. Seems like there's some gamified brain type of play kicking off with potential ties to HGE which has caused a massive, massive volume surge on Solana up almost 10,000 soul on the daily volume. Other than that, though, I'm not too sure what's moving on Seoul. Cha-Cha Vans minted today. ETH seems to be bleeding out, especially the projects over there. And Aptos' volume has promptly gone straight to zero after an electric 72 hours. But I'm excited for today's conversation. I brought Crypto Titans up. Normally, we don't have projects up here, but I'm excited to dive into conversation with them on the onboarding of Web2 brands into Web3. I've been talking to them a bunch, excited about their team, excited about their backing, and really eager to get into what that process actually looks like. It may not be a traditional market conversation around trades and everything else, but I'm really excited to hear what it's been like in this process, knowing that they're coming from that backing, knowing that they've had these conversations, and really just kind of peel back the curtain to dive into what that actually means and what that looks like from a Web 2 to Web 3 standpoint. Before we dive into the conversation, I got Bunny co-hosting today and, of course,
1: Frisk. How are you both? I'm doing well, Easy. Uh, it's been both slow and exciting the past few days, I'm not going to lie. like We've, we've kind of dealt with it the whole week with crypto surging, NFTs kind of like stabling out. I have done zero research on these brains and zombies things. I kind of woke up a bit late and I was just like, all right, well, it, either I'm, i I mean, maybe I missed something, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'll have to do a deep dive into it later. Uh, on the Apto side of things, I couldn't agree more. Volume has plummeted very quickly but i think that there is like enough room for another leg up for like maybe seven to 14 more days of aptos trades that's my opinion uh i do think that Bears has been garnering an insane amount of attention i think that could bring some life into it but after that i don't know what's going on over on aptos that's like super notable um on the ETH side of things we had the drop with artifact today and um with ramoa um for those of you guys who don't know what Ramoa is, it's a suitcase company. They're like, like, or I think it's that's the best way to put it. Like, they make like really high quality suitcases. Uh, as an artifact or a CloneX holder, I didn't even like pay attention to this. I'm really upset about it because like people were cooking like a couple ETH off of these flips, and now they've done over like a thousand ETH in volume. Um, there's been some complaints like with smart contract auditing, and Artifact has never been the best with like doing their drops and stuff. But, um. You can't deny those partnerships, man. Like they just they, they they know how to like get in with the culture between Murakami and Nike and Ramoa. Like there were rumors of Louis Vuitton stepping into the scene in regards to what's going on with Artifact. I would love to see how that like unfolds if that even happens. But yeah, other than that, nothing too notable happening on ETH today. Um still people talking about Reddit, Reddit spaces, and interaction farming on Reddit uh yeah i'm not gonna lie it's been slow i i I had like i haven't had much time like in the past little while but last night i was like i got nothing else to do literally open up like my switch played mario party because it's just like boring (laughs) right now
0: bunny knows all about the switch that's his uh console of choice as well bunny how are you
2: gm easy gm frisk i'm very bullish on the switch nintendo basically invented video games there's nothing going on on eth artifact kind of fumbled the the drop as frisk was saying And uh, the Lakers are terrible. The deep was right. I should have never bet on the Lakers.
0: Hey, we still appreciate the bets. What happened? What was the other play you had yesterday? The Phillies?
2: Dude. Dude. (laughs) I might have smoked before the show. And then, like, I thought that game was today. So I have some money locked up until Friday. I'm still bullish. (laughs) As long as there are no injuries. (laughs) Until the game. (laughs)
0: Fingers crossed for you, my friend. I actually like that Frisk brought up Clonex. The fact that Nike had acquired them as well and has all those things going on from like a traditional Web2 standpoint, it kind of pivots right into the conversation I wanted to dive into today. So I want to open it up, Crypto Titans. It's great to have you here. I've enjoyed talking with you and the individuals on that side. If you want to just tell us, I mean, who's backing it, what it's like from a Web2 standpoint, and then we can kind of dive into some questions because I'm extremely eager to hear What the Web two perception is of Web three and NFTs?
3: Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, Hey everyone, Uh, my name's Ads. Excited to be in this space and talk a little bit more about Crypto Titans um, and how we've kind of emerged in a Web two company and jumping into Web three. So Crypto Titans is a project that is built internally uh, by a team at AB Bev. So for those of you that don't know AB Bev, it is a Fortune five hundred company. our bread and butter is that we we sell beer, right? That's our core product. Um, we have some of the, the biggest brands in the world. Uh, you'll know us more famously as the owners of Budweiser, Bud Light, Stella. Basically, almost every alcoholic brand comes under AB & Bev uh, and a lot of non-alcoholic brands as well globally.
0: No, that's awesome. I appreciate you keeping that short. So, I mean, I guess my initial question here is like, what was the initial reception when you and the team had pitched
3: an NFT to AB Bev, you know, like, what were they just like? What are you doing? Yeah, you know, <laughs> so AB and Bev has, has been in this this space somewhat for about eighteen months. Um, so we have done some NFT drops uh, with some of our biggest brands. You know, you'll see like Budweiser NFTs out there or Bud Light. Um, and now we're going down this gaming route with, with what we're building. Um, and when we first started to go into NFTs, like the, the initial reception was, was kind of confusion, right? Confusion as to what the space even was about. Um, there was a lot of confusion as to how it aligns to our core. Right? I think that's one of the hardest questions to answer, right? If you're a beverage company um, and you say you want to get into Web3 or you want to be doing NFTs, of course, everybody's like, okay, but what's that got to do with selling beer, right? Um, and it's a very traditional way of of looking at top-line growth um, and income, right? Um, I think there was also a little bit of, of what I call, like, imp- imposter syndrome. Um, and I mean it in the sense of, like... Something that that corporates say a lot, um, and you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm definitely not one for corporate jargon. Um, but but something that they say a lot is, um, what is our right to play? Right, what's our right to win in that particular space? Um, and when it comes to NFTs and Web three, there was definitely that that feeling of like, okay, that might be an interesting space, and and maybe we could you know have the investment or the backing to to get in, in there. But what really is our right be in this space? And do we as a Web two company? Um, really belong in that in that Web3 space.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really interesting to kind of consider because my big thing is like, do they understand like what an NFT is? You know, like are they kind of privy to what this space is and what that kind of means from like besides just a monetary value? I'm very curious, like when you first pitched this idea as a game and I mean, we're familiar with like the Bud Light NFTs that were heavy around the Super Bowl. What's been kind of like the process? You know, like what, have they been... Excited? Are they hesitant? I mean, crypto's crashing. So, what's like the <laughs> feedback?
3: Yeah, I know. No, like, so um, excitement is definitely not the word that I would use. Like, you know, when you go into Web two or you go into corporate companies, right? Especially when you're talking about companies that are listed, the biggest thing and the biggest question is, okay, what is the risk to us as a company, and what is the risk that we're putting back to our shareholders, right? Because ultimately executives within that company they answer to their shareholders um so that has always been kind of the biggest question around nfts um when you first start talking about it you know you know most people they in in you know our experience here with with ab and bev when we first started talking about nfts and web3 no one knew what we we're talking about right like explaining you know a basic fundamental level okay what actually is an nft um what is blockchain what is web3 before even getting into like what is the value that you might have behind it it's like real definitions of what these technology pieces are right um and then the conversation can start moving into okay so i understand the basics of what the technology is i understand what nft is but but how is that going to help me and and what's the use case right so you start diving into the use case of, of nfts and how you can actually work with your brands you know put it out to the market as an nft drop hold value um, and then, you know, people start to do their own research. And and to put it into context, and, and you did a really good job with, with this easy, like the question of, you know, you got to take into consideration the market conditions, right? People coming and learning about NFTs now in Web 2, coming into Web 3, is like a disaster zone. They don't want to know. It's like, exactly, crypto is crashing, and it's really hard to, to show the value of that, like, at the moment. Um, if we go back, you know, over the last 18 months, especially 12 months previous when you have crypto like rising and you have nfts the value just skyrocketing right the question was well why are they so expensive i don't even understand why they're even like pumping like that right so it's education at every single level you're going from like okay it doesn't make sense that they're so expensive to like now of like well there's no value because no one wants to buy them right um so so that's been been really hard um and then you know the. The last, I think, most common common question we get when we start talking about NFTs um, in this context of, of AB and BEV has really been around: Can we do this legally? Like, people really underestimate just how many hurdles you have to go through. Again, especially not just being a corporate company, but when you're publicly listed, you know, it's just everything is out in the open. Um, so legally, what do we have to do? Financially, what do we have to do? Again, what is our risk coming back if we're going into this space?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a severely undervalued aspect. Like We're still kind of walking this fine line. Is is it a security? Is it not? What's that kind of look like what's going on with it, all that kind of stuff that's been going on. So I mean, with that too, like, is that, I guess, been the hardest part of trying to onboard like a traditional brand? Or what would you say has been that hardest part? You also mentioned too, that uh, you had come back from a conference where there was a variety of executives that are all trying to just understand what Web3 is and how do they get a piece of this pie?
3: Yeah. I mean, so the the hardest part about trying to onboard, like it's, it's twofold. It's like, it's this unsexy stuff, right? It's like all the regulation that you have to you have to have as a corporate company. It's all the legal um, requirements that you have to have. It's making sure that your treasury, Understand how to account properly in your books um, for cryptocurrencies, right? The things that you don't always think of immediately when you want to get into a project um, with NFTs or, or in Web three. So that has been the the hardest part, and we've been really lucky here with AB and Bev, and and you know, really to the credit of of the company, is that they've been pretty open um, and very helpful in those very kind of regulatory um areas that we've had and we've seen a lot of development um not just for ourselves but the industry as a whole um in that way um and then you know the 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 other part is you need to get internal alignment for everything that you do when you're in these kinds of environments you know and I'm you know, I'll be very curious to kind of hear if if anybody else is kind of in the web 2 coming into web 3 space um but everything is like alignment, 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 and you have to go through levels, right, to get this alignment. Um, so when we started with this project, it was like super stealth, right? We just had it as this like small internal project, um, and we're all employers of the company. Um, and we kind of you know, had a little bit of time on this project, and then more and more time on this project. Um, and then we got assigned to it full time, you know, to work on this project in in stealth mode. Um, and then it just goes up the chain, right? Of like people saying, okay, this this could work and like repitching the idea over and over again. Um, and a couple of things like really worked in our favor. The first is that we had a really strong supporter at a high level within the company. And it just, it made things so much easier right? when you're trying to get alignment at these high levels or when you're trying to get even to people listen to you at, at these high levels. So without that, it would not have worked. Um and the team, right we're very knowledgeable in in web3, right And I always say this, but like <laughs> we're DJs first and we're employees second. like we are in this space, we are gamers, um, and we've been in this space for a while collectively, right and that's how we we came up with this idea of what we what we wanted to work on. Um, but people don't realize like even for for crypto Titans, this was an idea that that went all the way up to the top, within abm web so we actually had to pitch this to the board of the company and get approval to to keep this project going right and this is a project that's been going for like 6 months right within within the company in this super stealth mode and then suddenly we have to like present it to you know the board of this fortune 500 company um so that internal alignment that's one of the hardest things that web2 companies will will need to go through
0: No, and that's always interesting to hear. And I'm not sure if anyone else on stage has questions. I mean, it is always interesting to hear from like a Fortune 5 publicly traded company who's diving into the Web3 space. In addition to that too, I guess like one of my last questions here before I kind of open it up and see who may want to have some other questions. Like where do you see like Web2 businesses coming into Web3 in like the 6, 12, 18 month timeline? Because of course, some of that stuff, especially for publicly traded companies, you mentioned like the legal aspect of it, it tends to move a little bit slower. in this fast moving space. That's a tough piece of it.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's such a good question, Izzy. Um, and I'll answer it by kind of bringing up a, a couple of other points as as well. Um, so, one of the things that you you really need to do, obviously, with with something like this, as as a Web two company coming into this space, is you need to enter it in the right way, right? Like we were extremely we were extremely cautious and very intentional with about how we wanted to enter this space. Um, We wanted to come in unbranded because we didn't know how we were going to be received in, in the market, in the web three market. And you want to respect the rules. You want to respect the rules of, of web three. And there can be some hostility, right. Coming from thinking about the idea of these, these web two companies coming in. Um, So that value proposition on both sides has to be seen. Like, very clearly, right? So for a Web2 company or for a brand coming in, they have to really see the benefits. And on the other side, uh, for Web3, they want to see, you know, the investment that's coming from these Web2 companies. They want to see the global scalability that's coming from these Web2 companies, familiarity um, in this space, right? All these benefits that the Web2 companies can can bring in. And I think that's really how we're going to see the, the space start to evolve over the next 3, 12, 18 months. You know, right now and, you I'd say over the next six months, we're very deep in like the education phase. Still, um, people are still very risk averse. Um, they know that they want to to go into the Web three. They want to go into the metaverse space. They don't really know how. Right? Like I was at this 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 conference yesterday, as you were saying, easy, and it was a lot of execs coming from from Web two companies. And you know, people they have a strategy. They have like a Web three strategy. For you know what they wanna do for twenty twenty three right um and it can sit very neatly within a diversified you know portfolio of strategies, so it's not something that's that's sticking out um but when you really talk to people, they're scared right they're really scared to enter the space because they don't know how to do it right because a they're not familiar with the space, it's not their background. Um, and they're worried about how they're going to be, be received by the, the Web3 community. So we're in a, in a phase of education. People are just trying to learn. They're trying to understand the the communities, how they can get involved, um, how to speak the same language as, as Web3 communities, and really trying to understand, okay, what is the value proposition that is coming on both sides, right? So from the side of that Web2 company coming in and from the side of, of the community, right? Um it's really laying the foundation. That's how I like to to see the these next six months. Um, and then that internal support, that internal support, that alignment, that leadership conversation is, is where I see Web2 companies at the moment. And then over the next 12 months, I think it's like where it starts to get really exciting because we kind of enter what I'd say will be a sandbox phase. So it'll be people experimenting. Um, you're not going to see too many companies making really big bets and really public swings in this space because Web2 companies are still very risk averse, right? But what you will see are smaller swings in this space, um, collaborations in this space. Um, and you'll just start to see like rumblings and musings of brands coming into this this space. Um, and collaborations are going to be a really big part over the next 12 months because, again, it helps with risk aversion. Um and I think that you're going to see this at a global scale. And then next 18 months, we we go from there. Um, I think the creativity will come over the next 18 months. So people being less concerned about, OK, how do I tie this to my core offering? OK, how does this actually equal you know, top line? But understanding that the space is so broad and they have the freedom to be so creative in, in how they involve themselves in Web3, who they work with. Um, in Web3. Um, I think as the tech advances, um, we'll see more brand integrations coming into the ecosystem in general, globally. Um, and I think we'll have a lot more of a seamless experience um, over these next 18 months.
0: I'd love to hear that. I want to pass it around and kind of see what else people are kind of interested in hearing as well. Sweeper, what's going on? Yeah, this is interesting because, I mean, I think people are kind of
4: underselling AppB here. I mean, you guys is like one of the top beverage companies in the world um so it's very interesting to see that you it's an internal team there has decided to do an nft project and basically the employees of that company will have their own nft project which is interesting because when you think about nft projects you think about someone that's basically working around the clock or some guy who just you know puts them in together and raises mint funds and you don't know what happens uh with that money so a couple of questions I have here is why, like, what is the way that the company gains from doing a project? Is it for marketing? Is it to, you know, drive sales to, you know, the beverages, or is it just to have some exposure in the space? Then the other question is, why go this route of coming from inside the company versus doing it on your own? Because I've seen a lot of companies partner with projects that have already started now to see like a very large player come into the space to have their own NFT project. is quite interesting.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much for, for those questions. Like perfect, perfect questions. Um, and I'll I'll take the first one when you talk about like, what, what is, you're essentially asking like, what is the ROI right when you are, when you're delving into a project like this? Um, and it's a really timely question because speaking about this, this, um, conference i went to you know yesterday that was the question that everyone was asking right what actually is the roi and and value proposition for for these web two companies when when they're coming in and you touched on on a few of them there right i think that the roi is going to be quite dependent on the company itself and what they're measuring right it's really hard to say well this equals top line growth right which is essentially like you know, more sales, right? That can be really hard to quantify when you start thinking about doing like a gaming project, like crypto Titans, or if you just want to, if you do an NFT drop, right, it can be hard to say, okay, that equals that amount of sales. So that's a difficult one to, to calculate. Um, For us, when we look at ROI, um, we determine it much more by, are we hitting our objectives, which is we want to onboard more people into the web three space, we want to do it in a way that that entertains through a good product, right? So we want to we want to build a good game. Um, we want to be able to leverage our assets to spread the word, right? So that means using our brands um, to also spread what we're doing with with uh, our product, um, and all of that we believe can at some point equal brand loyalty, which at some point can equal sales. So. I think the way to be successful for Web2 companies in this space, when you start talking about ROI, is to actually not think about ROI, to take that out of the equation, to take out revenue from the equation, because we're so conditioned and used to thinking about it like that, right? Having to prove every single time, this is the direct short short term ROI that I'm giving you from project A. It's much more about a long game. And as you said, we want to make sure that we start to understand this space. We want to make sure that we can successfully start to build communities, because who knows how we can leverage these communities later. Um, we want to make sure that we can speak the language of, of Web3. Right? We want to be in the Discord, right? as people actually talking to, to our community, asking them what they want. Um, so... I think those are, are some of the ways that that we're calculating ROI. And again, I think it's going to be very dependent for for each company, for each project, how they're going to calculate that. But community is a is a big one that Web two companies are, are latching on to. Um, and then your second question, where you talked about uh, why do it internally, and it's a it's a really fantastic question. But to kind of tell you, I guess a little bit of the the history of the the team very quickly. So. As I said, we we are employees of of Ab and Bev, right? So this is not like a, it's not as if we're like backed by Ab and Bev as such. Like this is an internal project, right? That that they own, um, and we love this space. Like as a team collectively, we have loved this space for a long time, um, and we've been in crypto for a long time. When we started to think about our strategy about how we wanted to enter Web three. There were a few different ways that we thought about it. It wasn't just, you know, shall we go down the gaming route? There were other applications. And as I said, we had done NFT drops as well. Um, But there's huge benefits for us to do this internally. One of the biggest benefits is that you have access to resources. Um, And this is kind of one of the age-old arguments when you talk about doing a startup or being able to run a startup internally. Um, What we have access to just resource wise right and if i just think about that financially you know we're building a, a video game
0: super good question there i'm not sure what running man might have next yep. but until running man let's hear the question and if crypto titans comes well, back i mean we'll it's she's probably, it. yeah
5: it's probably a good time is it See, my, sweepers sort of um, start my question off me oh there, she's back she's back i think now i'll carry on um yeah sweepers sort of like stole my question off me and um, but I'll, just an observation really i mean um we see a lot of Web2 brands come into the space and swing and miss. Um, happens quite regular, and I think I think maybe you know it's just a you know an observation from what you know from my point of view is, you know that I think that should start actually approaching members of this community. You know people have been in you know in in and around this industry for you know the last year. Understand how Web3 communities work and what 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 they sort of expect and you know what 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 to deliver that project to the best of their ability i, I think that's all like um at the moment that's all like talk around in boardrooms and do like product research by listening to spaces and that but i think until you've actually like lived in this space for a year you know for a year, 14 months um i think they could really really use the, you know the utility of the people that have actually been here the longest as a you know to probably advise them in the best ways to get these projects started in my opinion.
0: Yeah and I'm not sure if Crypto Titans is back, but I completely agree with that running man. It's like a big piece of this I kind of want to see getting more of the foot on the like on the ground level and kind of onboarding those people that are traditionally in the space, ear to the ground, in the trenches, making trades, getting active and understanding what really works and what doesn't work. And I think that's a big piece of how you actually get some form of adoption in it. Um the other key thing that I'm also like interested in and I think we can pivot the conversation to the market now. I was just very eager to hear about the web2 brands and kind of like how do we get more adoption from more people in the space? And I think it's kind of inevitable that we're going to start to see more and more web2 brands step in and launch something, try something, get their foot in the door and really take swings here. It is like an interesting topic too that they considered Solana knowing that they do have eth nfts with the Budweiser cans and the Bud Light microphones, or I think it's microphones, or the Bud Light stuff that's going on. A bunch of things that come to mind there. So I'm always curious like what that process looks like. But I did also now want to kind of pivot this conversation back to the market today and start talking about what's been moving in Solana in general and some of these other chains. Today, we did have the brains and zombies play kick off. So that's one thing that I'm really interested in. Uh, I started my conversation this morning around some of this like game theory and what exactly does it mean? They've really started to shed some very high-level light on it. They don't give a ton of information. It looks like HG may be involved. There's no real statement on yes or no. But the way that they're actually rolling the NFTs out or they're placing them on Hadeswap for zero cost and actually using what they're calling a faucet directly through their website and then making them exchangeable there as well. So, this is something that I've been keeping tabs on. I'm excited to see what the actual NFT does longer term, but I think there's this much bigger opportunity. And I was actually talking to Jux earlier about things like Wolf Game and some of these other kind of key pieces about like games that aren't like traditional games per se, but ways from like a puzzle standpoint, ways from a standpoint of getting people involved in that capacity and actually allowing for some form of like excitement and even like puzzle solving. And it's now got my mind kind of racing because. When I think about other ways we've seen it on Soul, it seems like there's been almost like a lag. Like we saw it with, uh, I think it was the puppy pounds and vandals have been trying to do some on-chain like sleuthing stuff from a puzzle standpoint. And I think there's room for success there, but I'm more curious, like how do you maintain that hype? Something that this brains and zombies are doing well is they haven't released a ton of information, so it's completely speculative right now. A ton of things that are unsure and yet we're seeing price action fluctuate a ton i've been scalping it all day the zero percent royalties make those 0.3.4 gains if you can rinse and repeat them add up very quickly and running man i know you've been doing this with the one soul challenge so i'm excited to kind of hear your thoughts on it all and get your take on this what's going on
5: yeah i mean firstly i mean i think we're going to see a revolution towards um gamification and um you know the, i mean i was actually when he was talking about vandals you know we saw this and um, that was going to like run these vaults, run this whole gamification play. Um, I, I sort of like lost focus, I think, slightly with Utes and so of sort of, you know, pushed in that direction temporarily. Um, but I was, you know, I, I did like that utility, that roadmap. I think, I think we might start to see the gamification around util- utility, you know, and rev streams, to be fair, um, you know, going forward. I mean, you know, when looking at this royalty situation now, um, I'm not going to touch on it, like, but um, it looks like it's going to start surfacing on the Ethereum side now. Um, I think we're just starting to come out, come out of it over the, over on the Solana side. I think we're going to start to see projects um, activate gamification utility um, in 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 and around their you know you know their utility and the way they manage projects um, as well. I mean, going on to the scalping, yeah. I mean, I've been scalping for a long time. I mean, it's it's a sort of trading strategy. I mean, what you'll find is in a royalty market is the range because obviously traders sort of like move the market the range is widening um it's very noticeable at the moment taking the small gains um because that's how you know it's a quicker process to move from what point point a to point b and you know the ga you can take instant gains basically which is, is noticeable but you know you know when you know we I to think royalties will come back into these markets and it's sort of like a slower sort of scalping process, but the uh, the range is sort of widened and it takes a, t- a touch longer to get from A to B. But it's still a viable trading strategy, ongoing um, scalping. And um, it's all dependent on volume, and sort of like how volume, you know, how, how you can like manage your position, working on certain volume periods because it does come in waves as well, um, which is another. You know, it's a good time to take positions when it's low volume, and it's a good time to exit when you know the volume comes in a wave. But, you know, we could write a book on it easy. Um, but, yeah, just going over the old, um yeah, I'll definitely like the way this space is going. I think it's going to get a lot more interesting going forward into the future now. I think, um, you know, necessity breeds innovation. I think that's what we're going to start to see.
0: No, and I cannot agree anymore. I like to mention as well, like, it seems like some of these situations have kind of pivoted at times as well. And we're starting to see more efforts in certain places. But the thing that I always circle back to is, like, how do we keep community involvement and engagement and excitement trending upwards? And I think a lot of that comes to, like, the involvement of it. Like, 10KTF comes to mind immediately. Because on the ETH side of things, it's something as easy as doing, like, a flash challenge and a battle that they call it, where you just stake something for 24 hours and by participating,
5: you receive some form of award or yeah. reward. I mean, literally, so, I've just, I've just come out of the conversation. Easy, just, to cut you off. I mean, yeah, the, the, the time scales need to come down. I mean, especially when we're on a Frixxers blockchain in Solana, and our time periods are very like short. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast, um, basically, and it's a lot more fun as well. Easy, you know, it's not a bad thing, but you know, you know, the, 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 the you can have main road map events that you lead up to. But the day-to-day, I've always said in communities, the day-to-day running of communities, you know, like, you know, in the past, it's been at the nifty. We just turn up every day and just drive value through a conversation. But, you know, the 24-hour challenges, great idea. I mean, you know, this is why, you know, probably projects should be talking to, like, people like you and, like, you know, experienced people who've been in the space for a while to, like, generate these type of ideas because, you know, that, that day-to-day challenge keeps in- communities engaged daily and it's fun. They don't want to leave the projects. It never gets stale. And um, yeah, completely fell in love with that idea as soon as you said it.
0: Yeah, and that was something that I think is just a very exciting piece of it because it's something so small as like a 24-hour staking window that makes people feel like they're more involved in the story. And that's a huge piece of it. It's like that excitement continues to be driven. And even if they go quiet for two to three days after that or even a week, people still are like on the edge of their seats. They did a great job content-wise rolling it out across multiple mediums. So we saw it from like even Twitch had a small video portion of it. They had YouTube clips, then back to Twitter. And I think using all of those resources led to people continuing to be excited. And a lot of people don't even mention, like 10KTF has like 60 collections now and a ton of different partnerships and nobody's upset about it. Whereas they traditionally get a little bit more upset when a bunch of projects have a ton of collections. And I think it's because they've kind of incentivized this stuff through like minimalistic gamified portions. And there's a lot of stuff that I think that people can learn from that model and actually run with it to find success in their own vertical and their own avenue. And that's where I'm like continuing like to start researching it. I'm going to nerd out here in the next few days, reading books for the first time in months about game theory, because I'm now so curious on what exactly does that mean? And like, how can it become more involved in NFTs? When people say there's no utility, just being able to interact and make a small action feels like more utility than 99% of projects.
5: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, look, as a trader, I've noticed, you know, people, you know, they don't, it, you don't hold a project that's just going to sleep for weeks, for, you know, for days, for weeks, for months. You know, it's just, you're not, that NFT isn't deriving any type of value in the meantime. And I, I, like I say, you, you know, you've just hit the point on the air. You know, it is possible to gamify the day-to-day and make the day-to-day interesting projects. And um, I think projects should start to focus on that. And you know, you can you know, you can write storylines where the day-to-day leads up to an event, which is your roadmap event. Basically, you can create all stories around n- narratives around this. Um it's just how how do, they, do these projects want to do it? You know, do they want to? You know, do they actually want this? Um, because I guarantee, if if this sort of you know, if this sort of utility was in place, the day-to-day. Narratives and that people wouldn't want to sell. I guarantee you that now. Um, you know if it's you know if it's keeping you engaged daily or every two daily or three daily, um, you know nobody's going to want to sell that NFT. It's when there's just no no you know action. Basically, yeah, no
0: action. You can't
5: exactly. do anything with it. So, bro, exactly. if you could
0: just simply stake something or click a button, yeah. that feels like you're doing ninety nine percent more than all these other projects. And like something that simple with a minimalistic return. Is even just feeling like you're now a part of this storyline. And like people talk about storytelling NFTs. And that's something that I'm really interested in because it's like the IP becomes so much bigger over a longer time horizon. And even coming from me, who's like a one minute and 30 second candle trader, I'm interested in that stuff because, like, dude, we all watch TV, we watch movies, we have these ties to characters. And like, that's something that I think is really interesting. And we haven't really seen that develop. Like, Jenkins is crushing this. And sure, the Azerbola PFP mints were not best. But people love the book. Everyone I've talked to who's actually read it are like, this was sweet. It was a really cool concept, really cool idea to actually make a return off of that and have something that they can interact with and feel like they're part of this story by licensing out, even like if Bunny licensed out his ape, I'm sure he'd be the Easter Bunny character or something that's going on with it. But Jux, what's going on?
6: Yeah, just to try to keep it, short and sweet here. Uh, I think entertainment value is always going to hold merit in this space, any which way that you can provide some form of entertainment value and keep people's attention uh, is always going to do well for a project. Uh, For gamification, um, I think it's a really cool way to uh, sort of allow Mystique to be there, but in an interactive way, because you don't necessarily have to show your whole hand, as long as you're a reputable brand, or a founder team that's building it because we don't want another DGen town, right? Saw how many people got sucked into that because of, of the mystique and not knowing what was going to be on the other side of sending your, your, your NFTs in to get burnt. Um, and then inevitably we all got burnt. Um, but stuff like wolf game, right? We've talked about this and I'm hyper permeable on wolf game because they've executed amazingly outside of that. Uh, initial hiccup with the contracts, but they pivoted perfectly. They've launched multiple different phases with their game uh, and the full game coming out soon. Uh, I think they're definitely a project for anyone that wants to sort of do their own research on true NFT gamification and game theory to dive in a little bit on what Wolf Games done over the last year or so, because uh, they're a blueprint in this space for sure.
0: No, I love that reference. And a lot of people I know that are like some bigger whales when it comes to like, Wolf Game, the simplistic like dungeon crawler that they had, where it was like you only had an X amount of steps, got a ton of interest there. And that was something I was really interested in because it's like, you play it for 15 minutes, people get excited. In turn, if you find something in that dungeon, it's a tangible asset that you can then sell on the on the market. And there you have like this involvement that goes so much further than a lot of other projects and things. So it's like, when I start to break that idea down and start to see where people are interested, like, dude, Wolf Game came out almost a year ago. And people are still actively excited about it when they push updates. And like that's crazy to me in the space that moves so fast that I'm continuing to watch stuff. I know that there's a Solana project, Feeble Labs, that does like social interaction from like retweets to keep your uh, your lamb alive. I let mine die, sadly. And they do a bunch of really cool stuff to kind of gamify like social engagement. And I was really interested in that. And I'm excited to kind of see what they continue to develop from that. And there's just all kinds of cool things that are far more subtle that I think can get people excited, especially if the right people start to get behind them and pushing them. David, what you got?
7: Yeah, it's so funny we're talking about gamification because I I wrote a tweet complaining about gamification a a few hours ago, and I think the reason is most projects aren't doing it correctly. There's a not so fine line between making something a chore and making something fun. And I think for most projects, it's kind of a chore to pretty much manipulate floor price, right? It's making you jump through hoops to, to be able to participate instead of creating something that's actually fun. And easy, you said excitement and fun, right? Bring, bringing excitement and fun to the space. That's what's important. I do want to highlight Lotus Game. or Lotus Game. Uh, I played that game for like six hours. I'm not even exaggerating. Dude, we do went crazy
0: with Silk Road, bro. Like crazy. Like,
7: it is so addicting. And the social aspect of a leaderboard and this competitive aspect of it. Um, and also there's something at the end, right? There's whitelist spots that are up for grabs. The game was actually really fun. Again, six hours. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, there's no exaggeration here. Um, things like that, I think, bring a lot of excitement to the project. Nobody thinks it's a chore. It's so it, even even though it's harder to get a whitelist this way than like retweeting, liking, and tagging through friends, it's just so much more fun. Um, and I think it should be a really good example of how projects not only you know distribute whitelist, but even keep people engaged, keep people you know buying more, bringing new people into the space. It has to be centered around fun and excitement, not around getting twisting people's arm to to keep them artificially engaging with the project.
0: Yeah, I could not have said it any better and I've logged some serious hours into uh, what they created with Silk Road over there. There's nothing better than buying an asset on that game and all of a sudden it's up $600 by the next day. I'm really eager to see like what else they create. Like it's Lotus Kings hilarious to me too cuz they were so excited when they created a calculator and then they launched this like full-fledged game. That was like a whole new turn of it. I love that they're adding the allowless spots to it. I'm really eager to continue to see what they crank out. The fact that they're going for this more general brand with Lily as well has me extremely excited for like what's in store. Clearly, they have developers that understand that game theory. And to your point, six hours of play time is nothing to really bat an eye at. That's a, a large majority of the day. So hopefully, you got some work done at the same time.
2: Bunny, what's going on? I just wanted to touch back on something you were saying about IP licensing. Um, for a 9.99, you could actually buy the Bunny's Hella Habanero. Hot sauce at hotspicepepperparty uh, hot com.
0: One well, one sec. What's the link?
2: But I think it's H. I don't. Know. I think it's HS Pepper party.com.
0: <laughs> I may need to order some bunny uh, some IP rights for that. But bunny, there's no gamification on that. Maybe we do a, a one one chip challenge well, using I your guess hot sauce.
2: Not, I guess there's no gamification. You're right.
0: <laughs> Maybe on to the next one. When 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 the bunny switch game? That's the better question here. A Frogger style bunny switch game is what we need. Deep, what's happening?
8: Hey easy, how's it going? Um, interesting conversation. I mean, for me, like the the simplest way for any project to get my attention would be to, you know, keep a certain mystique to it, like Jock said, right? Like the more simple you keep at times, but the more efficiently you sort of, you know, uh make my emotions turn up. I think that's the best way to go about it. I mean, what's the simplest? you know, like emotion to get turned up in our industry. I think it's their desire to gamble, right? So when, when you bring that aspect up in a way where, uh, you know, you are tempting them to gamble something in return in, in like in the hopes of, you know, getting a return that is probably way more than what they're gambling for. I think, you know, it creates for a fun, uh, experiment, right? Like for example, uh recently like libertys move for that annihilation where you know like if you burn your nfts there's a good chance that you can get 12 in return right like there was a certain mystique involved to it in the process in the beginning but then the the entire process as well it's so simple yet it is efficient because it makes you want to take that gamble right so for me that's the simplest sort of form of gamification Yet it is the hardest, like, you know, as David said, some, some projects are really, you know, making it too complicated in a way where people don't really feel like, you know, like you sit there and think whether this is worth your time or your efforts to know more about or read more about. And I think even youths, for example, you know, like it's simple, like, do you want to reveal it in the sense that do you want to, you know, convert your tubes to, you know, the actual youths? And are there any benefits to actually, you know, not revealing it or revealing it? Like, it's a simple game, right? You are making people choose. So when you can make that happen in a way where, you know, you can give them something bigger in return, it's going to be fun. So I guess, you know, something big has to be at stakes and people need to know that in a simple simple way
0: the other thing though is i don't know if something big necessarily has to be at stake but just something like uh, it, i think it, even
8: you just have to create that emotion in in their heads that something you know the the return out of it could be far more bigger like you just have to make that decision in, in the end it could be anything but it's just that you know making them think for a moment that is it worth the play here like if you can make them think and, you know, like spend a few hours at least to to really, you know, ponder over it, I think then you have done a decent job.
0: Yeah, I think you're spot on. Like that's a big piece of it as well as like just keeping the, just the level of excitement is like the big thing. Like if you can get people excited to be a part of something, even if it's a simple button click, it goes such a far way. And I think a lot of people undervalue that. Like I think what Utes did was a home run, especially like the reveal. It felt like it was a claw machine. You click the button, have this crazy animation, and then all of a sudden, like that sentiment goes such a far way. And I think that's something that, like, more projects could learn from and replicate. Of course, the reveal situation is a whole different beast, and we can certainly dive into that. But I think that there's a lot of other things that projects have taken swings at and found a ton of success in, and ways to actually, like, drive this level of excitement in the space that gets people eager to continue to participate and, like, hold certain assets because they don't know what's next. They don't know what a certain button click is going to do or a decision meant happen and where that result goes to. And all those things are like the level of psychology that plays into not just people in the space with like speculative assets, but adds a whole additional layer to not trading, holding something and making an action on that. Bunny, what do you got? Then we're going to go over to David Frisk and Sweeper.
2: Know, yeah, you brought up the uh, Frogger game and it reminded me of, uh, there was a small project <laughs> on ETH that got no publicity, but like it was called Ribbit. And uh, when you minted, it was actually a slot machine, right? and uh like you could win money from the contract uh while minting um and then once you minted you could stake the frog nft and play like a uh, a frogger style game so thought that was pretty cool for like a small community but didn't
0: yeah and see that's players. such a cool little value add like you don't really realize how far that can go cuz now even the fact that you're talking about it here and Running with that, it still has this like sentimental value that reminds you of it, you know. And I think that there's a lot of projects that can benefit from that type of swing. David, what's going on?
7: Yeah, I want to quickly highlight a project on ETH from a long, long time ago uh, called Killer GF. Um, I'm not going to talk about how I'm down 95% on it, but they have this uh, this kind of engagement technique that I'm surprised I haven't seen on Solana where they, they airdrop these things, they call them stamps, they're NFTs. Or pretty much every holiday so whether it's Christmas or you know Thanksgiving or Valentine's Day they have um, a unique piece of art that they create and it's a it's a little like postcard basically um, I'm surprised no one on Solana is doing it NFTs on Solana are like pretty much free to mint and I think that's like a really simple way to continually engage with your community and to remind them that you're still building them that you haven't gone away
0: yeah. I cannot agree anymore. I mean, I'm sorry you're down 98%. But at the same time, there's, uh, there's just little things like that, man, go such a far way. And I think that there's so much more opportunity for it too. Like Gen Apes just had their their cracked egg animation, which was awesome. And they had like these crates and all kinds of layers to it. And there's just so many different ways that you can create excitement that holds a sentimental value rather than just like you send it to a contract, it leaves your wallet, it's bland. And that's like boring, it's dull, it's repetitive. Like the apes with the drop bears was such a good job because their reveal felt gamified and it almost makes you want to keep revealing more eggs, which drives volume because you're excited to see what happens next. It reminds me of like Pokemon and like when you evolve a Pokemon, what happens with that and seeing it like change and adapt, you know? So those are things that I'm like really excited in. And I just think like subtle things like that that don't have a high production cost or even like a crazy development effort can go such a long way because it evokes some form of emotion in it. Frisk, what's going on?
1: So this this doesn't reflect my own opinion, but I saw an interesting take once a while ago. First of all, David Killer GF is a throwback. Thank you for that. I had a good chuckle there. Sorry for your bags, but um, I, I saw a take on the timeline. I don't know if I agree with it or not, but it definitely caught my interest. And they said NFTs won't hit mainstream adoption until women think they're cool. And I I don't know what to make of that, but I get where what they're coming from. They wanted to explain it, and they were like, "You don't see like." The, the girls who go to clubs, partying and stuff, like, like bragging about NFTs, you don't see like that sort of adoption of people who like, I guess, actually live outside of like Twitter, like, like bragging about NFTs. It's a lot of the people who spend their time in like the digital world. And obviously we are moving to a much more digital like wave of like our lives but that was that was such a crazy fucking take to me that I was like, "Is are they onto something? or Are they just fucking ridiculous?" Uh, it's not what I want to focus on in regards to my point here. But at the end of the day, I think NFTs represent something different to every single person. Like we saw Big Brain tweet or like a while, like for a while, like I'm a collector, not a trader. Like I like collecting shit. I'm the same way too. Like I love, I, I love the 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 ownership aspect of it. It's fun. Like I was. Um, Like I was collecting physical goods before I got into the NFT space. I still am to this day. And I think that humans are are inherently territorial people. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. I think the trading aspect to it is what helps move the market a lot, but it's to each their own. Like we can't like, that's the beauty of NFTs. We can't generalize all of it into like, just like one thing, you know, there's, there's tools. There's like, there's the collectible side of things. There's a social proof side of things. There's ownership of assets in games and, and, I don't know how that all relates to women in clubs, but to an extent, I, I get that it's, it's just to each their own and to each the value is what it's going to be brought to. I guess each person is going to it's going to vary. And so fuck, I, I, I'm i going on a fucking blank tangent here. What I'm going to say is we don't get, I think, the value that comes from NFTs out of just one singular project. The value that comes from NFTs is is adhering to a specific audience. And that audience varies so, so, so strongly.
5: Yeah, I'll just say, Frisk, um, I went through a stage of um, you know, getting drunk in clubs and showing women my phantom wallet, and it does not work. I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm wait, I'm, I'm, dude, dude, I'm waiting for the day it does, man. I'm telling you, because we're in business. But um, at the moment, so it like, has the adverse effects. So I'll just, I'll just smile and flutter my eyelashes at the moment. There
6: are three <laughs> things that women love in the club, and it's free drinks, SMBs, and Sosa.
0: God damn it. I can promise you the SMB one is definitely not in that conversation. But I want to pass it over to Sweep. what's going on. Yeah, so
4: Twitter is coming out with uh, letting you tweet to buy NFTs. It seems like it's coming soon with uh, Magic Eat and Rarible and a couple other marketplaces. I think maybe with uh, Elon taking over, maybe Twitter is going to become more and more Web3 friendly. And I think being able to buy an NFT via just Twitter will be a game changer. And I think more and more people will uh, get into the space. Reddit, I think you see what Reddit did and, you know, just catapulted Polygon to, you know, at least for people who are on Ethan, uh, Solana, NFTs who just didn't even know Polygon had NFTs, at least got those guys to wake up a little bit. So I think if Twitter starts to really get their act together on this, it will be very beneficial for all of us. I mean... Twitter has you know millions of daily active users. We're you know thousands of them right now, and if we can get those guys to start buying NFTs, oh my God, maybe our bags will come back to normal, and we can sell all this shit and get get out of here and uh, go back to doing whatever we were before we uh, joined NFTs and all went down bad. So that's some very exciting news, and I think um, having the the Abbey guys here, which is just wild to me that these guys are getting involved in NFTs. It's starting to give me a little bit more confidence in the space that, you know, bigger and bigger companies are trying to get involved. Uh, Usually you see it like in a very superficial way. Um, They either buy an NFT project or they partner. But the fact that they're incubating and doing the one themselves from the beginning is very interesting. And I'm going to definitely keep my eye on it and see what happens. Because, I mean, that's just something I did not think would happen for quite some time.
0: No, and I think you're spot on too. Like the fact of the matter is when I was having the discussion with the team, hearing that they had 30 plus brands also interested in it from like these Fortune 5s is crazy. Like clearly there's still interest even in this downtrend to at least understand what the space is doing. And I also like to mention that Twitter has started to roll out more functionality on day one of Elon purchasing it for what's going on. Like the fact that now you have an immediate listing and it shows the listing and you can actually as- access that, shows that it's going to become more crypto native. So like I'm looking at some of that myself and Elon's clearly very crypto forward. You used to be able to buy a car with doge, which was like absurd to me. And sure enough they did stop that because I think the uh, the reality of it wasn't very feasible. But other than that man, like there's a lot of really cool things that are going on with this type of stuff and I think that we're just I said it yesterday, like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all of these points and conversations. I want to pass it over to Bunny and then down to, uh, I hate saying this, calling another grown man, Daddy Phil. But uh, Bunny, what's happening?
2: What's your favorite Pokemon?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I'm a big Bulbasaur guy. I like the grass Pokemon personally. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of it. I like Scyther. You kind of look like him. Daddy Phil, what's going on?
9: Hey, Z. Hey, Deep. Thanks for letting me up here. Um... Uh, I'm actually advising a project that um, I mean there's just an artist that we're trying to get get, get her out there um, I'm not I'm not chilling just uh, interested we're still deciding w- which blockchain to mint on and um, the answer
0: is easy Solana.
9: Yeah, I'm actually deciding, I'm leaning towards Solana, actually. Uh, my question is, uh, I have this, like, we're experimenting with these different mechanics because the main driver of the NFT is story, even though the NFTs is art-based. Um, we're experimenting like uh, to get uh, people involved in the story. There was this project, Stoner Cats, which let um, their holders write like stories and then they would make episodes of it of them uh, of their stories. Um, but I think it's kind of like uh, it's
0: too much work kind of from a holder. It's also like the return of it, you know what I mean? Like that's probably the big thing that I think about it, is like the space moves too quickly for yeah. holders to write a story. Implement the story, create the graphics, and then roll it out. So, like, you almost need to be figuring out ways to incentivize involvement in a fast capacity, which is why, like, I keep circling back to 10KTF, but I think that they just did it perfectly. Like, they made it feel like you were part of this story and had the graphics ready and the storyline ready to go, regardless of what you chose. And if you weren't staked or involved mm-hmm. in the story, you felt like you were missing out because you then watched it anyway and you weren't a part of this crazy battle scene that they played into it. So, like, there's ways to incentivize and drive that action that has me really interested, but you also have to be conscious of like the speed in which the space moves. Like even in present day, NFTs mint and within 48 hours, if they're under mint, it's a bloodbath. People are writing them off already. And on Solana, it's even quicker. So it's basically like one of those things where like you want to play into the psychology of it. I think where somebody feels that they have a choice or you already have the results ready, regardless of what that choice is. I want to pass it over to NATO. What's going on, my friend.
9: Hey man. Um, Appreciate you bringing me up. Appreciate you calling on me. I just got, like, really one quick thing, dude. <laughs>
0: this is one quick thing. One quick thing, okay? Okay. I'm fucking rugged by my
2: wife. Dude, <laughs> keep, this is for you, baby. Congrats on your car. Let's fucking go, dude. Throw some hearts. Up for our guy, the deep. This motherfucker went huge in real life and bought a motherfucking dope ass car, making his dreams a reality. We are out here fucking riding. I'm sorry I brought no alpha, but I had to show the deep love. We're fucking out here.
8: We got
0: nothing but love for the deep. Shout out to deep with everything going on. Badass play there. I'm hyped for the guy. I love to hear it, love to see it. I know it was a challenge, I know it was an effort. It's just dope, man. Like, this is. Absolutely amazing to see. Web3 really does change lives. There's a bunch of opportunities still in this bear market. Deep, what's going on, my friend?
8: We are actually riding now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, man. First of all, uh, I appreciate the love there. Uh, gentle. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, before I go on a monologue, I want to say a few things. Jerks, there's also one more thing that women in clubs love. That's a charming man who can actually have, you know, like, uh, who can make eye contact and how, you know, like, construct some coherent sentences together while talking to women. Second of all, Bunny, my favorite uh, Pokemon is Jigglypuff. Uh, Third of all, Daddy Pill. I know why you thanked me on Easy Space. I have nothing to do with this space. I'm just here as a speaker. But that's the first time any daddy has thanked me. It felt really nice. Thank you for that. (laughs) and uh dude (laughs) i had something more to oh yeah so uh twitter integrating nfts i saw that uh there were a lot of marketplaces involved with this but not OpenSea, which was kind of surprising also twitter is getting
0: OpenSea would have to respond to a message bro clearly they only have one person on their social media channel and faroq's already creating his own spaces so i don't think that helps
8: yeah, so if anyone can get, you know, me in touch with OpenSea, I think I can get their page up and running. But apart from that, easy, I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Dude, you played a huge role in me getting, you know, like, my voice out there in this space. So I'm indebted to you uh, in some capacity. And I'm indebted to a lot of people in this space because, dude you know we keep talking about community and and everything but the thing is people make community individuals make community and when you know a lot of individuals are nice that means the community as a whole can be nice and it's people like you and so many others that you know make that community aspect the the biggest sort of you know selling point to any web two company right we keep talking about what's the biggest thing that will draw these companies to uh, this ecosystem. It's people like you, people like David, and everyone else on this space. I don't want to name drop every single person, but that's real power out there. You know, when people see that that's actual tangible growth in an ecosystem, companies will see that as well. Because when there's growth within individuals, they see that, you know, as a whole, as a company, there's potential for growth as well. So I think there's a simple answer out there that we are looking for. It's it's the possibility, the potential of growth that will bring people, companies in this ecosystem. And that will probably save Solana Sweeper's bags because I know it seems like it's he's the only person who's complaining about bags being down. Dude, bags are up, sweeper. If you keep the vibes up the bags will go up on their own uh at least you can pretend that the vibes are up you know uh but yeah uh, that's all i had to say i spoke a lot i'll probably speak two weeks later now easy thanks for that
0: oh man absolutely and good things happen to good people and you're one of the best my friend so kudos to you kudos to everything going on you're just getting started bro i'm telling you that right now i'd love to see it and the space is just continuing to do some dope stuff david what's happening my friend
7: Man, I can't be the only one that every time NATO comes off mute, you kind of like lower your headphone volume a little bit just in case. You know, I'm getting kind of old, but I don't have a lot of life left in these years. I got to protect them. But going back to the whole like Twitter Elon Musk thing, I actually wrote, I have to find this tweet. I wrote a prediction when when Twitter first had the PFP, um, the NFT PFPs. I wrote a prediction and said, if only Twitter had an open API, they could be the central hub uh the central wallet that connects like all of web3 and all these applications and i really thought that was would have been possible but i was like it's impossible twitter's never going to do this now with elon musk buying twitter he he did openly say that he wants to make uh twitter open source and he also is starting to talk about x this everything app which is so obviously going to be using the uh the blockchain like imagine i I can really see a future where twitter is going to be like the most powerful wallet um, all of our NFTs, all of our identities are connected to Twitter. We can use it to authenticate into different applications, Web3 applications, uh, et cetera. And then, you know, Elon Musk is also biffles with Jack Dorsey, who has pivoted Square and Block to be, you know, full on Web3 as well. Like, this really could be the catalyst that starts up the bull market again when it comes to to Web3. And I do think that it's going to start in Twitter. Um, I've said as short as like a day ago that I think it's not going to be on Twitter. I flip-flopped again. It's going to be on Twitter. We're in the right place. We're early. Um, it, it's going to be an exciting time. It's really going to be an exciting time. And I do see an ex- expect an acceleration of Web2 companies, Web especially Web2 tech companies, being almost forced to come to this space or risk being left behind
0: No, I don't think I could have said it any better. Like when you start to break down, even though it's a down market right now, there's still so much excitement and new things happening and trying in the space. And the interest is still there. Like that's the biggest thing. If there wasn't any adoption from outside parties, I would be like, okay, this is going to zero. As we continue to see more and more individuals leave, I think it's just a bad decision. And I don't want to make decisions for people, but like, you're really going to fade publicly traded companies in Fortune 500s who are trying to understand this space. You're going to fade Elon, who on his first day allows for marketplaces to be listed in a tweet. You're really going to fade people who are trying stuff and getting excited about new shit in this space. And the fact is, like, crypto is continuing to be adopted at an alarming rate, even with the price going down. Like, that's the biggest thing for me, and what gets me just continued to be excited every day is like there's innovation every single day. We see new stuff and new things get picked up and tried. And I just like it feels like it's literally the first inning. Like, we're in the batter's circle of what's going to be a much longer game here, and an understanding of all this adoption that's slowly gaining traction. And people are continuing to get more and more excited entering this space and trying stuff. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be a bunch of flops. It's a sad reality of an emerging market. Is things aren't always going to pan out. But all it takes is one right thing to gain the right traction in the right eyes, and it's going to be a totally different ball game moving forward. And it's just a matter of when, not if. So, like, just hearing the excitement and hearing the interest from people who have never even considered Web three and diving into this space has me so excited. Running man, what's going on?
5: Yeah, I mean, um, I was actually going to, you know, I touched on earlier about like fric- frictionless blockchain. I'm all about friction. Um, I mean, you know, there's been some talk at Reddit, and, you know, I don't know, I'll go over there and it just looks like a ton of friction to me, man. I can't even understand what people are talking about on there, to be fair. Um, you know, so it's just hard to follow. You know, we've been going towards like a frictionless, you know, speed, ease of use. Um, it's mega bullish that Elon just took over Twitter. I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not so sure about the wallets on Twitter. I mean, does that make it like web two i mean you know we're supposed to be like you know decentralizing web three like so I don't, I don't but it's got a
0: vault like you gotta look at it that yeah. way like if they're integrating web three tech yeah. then it looks like it's more of a transition into this space versus like a going backwards it looks like they're yeah. progressing you know
5: yeah i know i understand i understand I, 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 it's just I don't, I don't know if it exists on web two i don't know if it, it, it must be a, it might work as a gateway i just think we've read it i don't know we've read it i think i so like just you know, everybody's trying to get over to Reddit. When really, like, you know, should be, you know, providing it should be the the immigration should be the other way. I think um I think Twitter goes to the next level. You know, with Elon in charge, I think it goes to like new heights. It could be the like you know the number one. It's just the main social media platform, and it might even start you know bordering on integrating Meta. You know, but far better than like you know Facebook could. Um, so in the future, I, I just think it's like just going this could be the catalyst now that that loss starts really web3 adoption going forward in my opinion
0: No, I completely agree. And I I think that there is an opportunity for more than one social media channel to kind of drive success. And I think that there's always an opportunity for multiple. But I just think this Elon news is a lot bigger, just like already seeing one day in what's getting pushed. And the fact is, if they open up some open source functionality, there's a lot more flexibility moving forward with it all. So I'm really excited to see where it goes, what happens moving forward, and just like what gets developed on a rolling pattern For this to kind of continue to gain traction here. I know we only got a few minutes left, so I want to hit a few of these hands quickly. Deep, what's happening? Then we're going to go up to Frisk and then down to uh, Daddy Phil and over to Crypto Titan.
8: I mean, what, you know, will be really interesting now is that obviously he's taking the company private, right? So obviously that leaves a lot of room for them to, you know, go as crypto friendly as possible. And considering how these, you know, tech sto- stocks are performing, I mean, I, you know, people wouldn't really feel too much difference between Web 2 and Web 3. Like, the volatility and everything is, je- is already there. I mean, stocks going down like 20% in a day. It seems like, you know, we are just warming up these people to what what our industry is like. And, you know, if it's like a slow... And a frictionless uh, experience like Running Man said. I think, you know, all it will take for one Elon tweet about Bodega Buddies and you know what? Uh, Solana will be ripping, man. Uh, yeah, dude. So I think we're in for some interesting times.
0: No, we're going to get Elon to fire off a tweet. I'm curious what his paid promo rates are and how quickly he stops that from happening on the timeline. We'll inquire, see what he says. Maybe we can get a, uh, a Bodega Buddy wrapped Tesla. That's a good use of company funds. I think that's a good use of mint funds. We'll see what happens. It's not a Lambo, but it'll do for now. What's going on, Frisk?
1: Just super quick. I, one thing that I always looms in the back of my mind is that Instagram has NFT uh, integration, and I could not tell you a damn thing about it. Um, I just think that that's it's when, when we talk about like social media expansion. I think that I I, I agree with you, you Easy. Like I don't think that there's like a, a, a bad like there's nothing bad like with people using different platforms to like express the love for nfts or for nft like operability and stuff like that or interoperability um but i just think that it's been this way for a long time like shit breaks out on twitter first like that was the first thing that i realized like when i set up a crypto twitter account like I, i didn't really have much experience in like trading or like or like any stock background or anything but like i had just been on twitter for like 10 plus years like, so I just, I knew that anything that happens in the world, it happens on Twitter first. Like, that's just always, it's always how it's been. It's always how it is. Like, fucking when, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, it was on the, it was on Twitter before it was on cable. Like, it was just, it's one of those things. Um, I think that the, the integration of more social platforms could be huge, but I do think that the way that it's going to be like, especially with what happened today, I just think that Twitter is going to reign that supreme, like, like head honcho of where you get your news first, where people talk first. I would love to see what happens in regards to what's happening with Reddit now because knowing that they have spaces is really interesting. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, the live Reddit's really interesting. It's something I've been starting to tune into and see what's going on with that. And uh, I think you kind of nailed the nailed it spot on here. The fact is, like when, when breaking news happens, the first thing I do is search Twitter because you're going to see it quicker than anything else, like almost every time. And it's just... Probably the fastest curation of news and media at the moment. We only got a few minutes left here, so I want to kind of pass it around. What's going on, Daddy Phil? I hate the name.
9: Yeah, just wanted to touch upon. Um, I I hope Elon makes it uh, more uh, competitive. Competitive the space in general for social media's uh, since uh, like I I have yet to. I can't wait to see. Uh, Discord incorporate like a hexagon esque thing uh, in their neat Nitro thing, because like now you can't prove ownership on Discord, and I'm I'm kind of hoping to see it. So I I hope uh, uh, Elon kicks off the competition, uh, and you know we start getting these things faster.
0: I agree. And I mean, Discord's always kind of pushed back, but I think this Reddit success and not even like labeling it an NFT is like the big thing. It's the frictionless aspect, which is the bigger piece of all of this. If it does not feel like crypto, usually you can get some adoption a little bit quicker. But Crypto Titans, what's going on? We're right at time here. So I want to hit these relatively quick. What's happening?
3: yeah just to, to really rift off um, what Fris was saying right like I think I think it's really gonna depend on on how you enter right like if you compare Twitter and Instagram right like where are people going? Um, so it's not even so much that like yeah every single web 2 company is gonna come in and they're gonna provide value it's really about how you do it. Um, and I think Twitter is doing it doing it very strongly. Um, and we're seeing right we're seeing value being shown everywhere like in a bear market. Right, which is which is really strong, right? It's really bullish for like, you know, Solana. It's really bullish for you know the future. It's really bullish for for Web two companies if they can still see this value whilst we are in this downturn. Um, but how you do it is important.
0: Yeah, I cannot agree anymore. I think that's like the biggest piece of all of this. What's going on, David? And then we'll wrap it up with Running Man.
3: Yeah, the major major difference uh, I
7: just realized as you guys are talking between Facebook and and Twitter is that facebook is owned by mark zuckerberg right it's his baby it's his he owns it uh so it's really really hard for him to kind of pivot into a decentralized direction where elon he's coming into it with the idea of he's he's basically buying it to ushered in a direction that he thinks it should be right not not necessarily to like own it and have it be uh be his and you know one thing that i want to say is twitter auth is coming like i can almost guarantee it uh it already existed they took it down for competitive reasons um wallet login is is coming if you're a developer and you're building a mobile app like we are it's a massive pain in the ass to try to get wallet integration in i can see within months we'll have a way that you can twitter login and bring all of your nfts into a mobile app and i think that within those few months like every developer is going to be pivoting and trying to build on top of uh, twitter to develop on top of it um i i think that we're about to i mean maybe i'm drinking the kool-aid a little bit too much but i think we're about to enter like a golden age of, of Applications.
0: It just seems inevitable, man. If they open source this, so many things can get developed on top of it. Like, that's the bigger thing here. There's so much data and value add from, like, even what we're doing every day. Like, the content aspect of this is huge. The engagement, even with people leaving, is still here. And, like, there's just still a level of excitement with this, like, inevitably growing space. So, I'm just excited to see, like, what the longer term vision of it all is and, like, what actually happens. The fact is, if it goes private, we lose some of the insight. But them opening up that data is just Invaluable in itself, running man. What's going on as we wrap it up? Yeah, I know. Yeah,
5: um, fr- fric- uh, look, as I say, friction, speed. You know, he was on about the news earlier breaking. You know, frictionless. Um, I-, I can only see Twitter improve and just getting just going get into the stratosphere from you. And um, to be fair, it's going to couple with Web three perfectly. Just a quick touch on the markets. Um, I mean, Aptos volumes down. The so is sort of like. You know, we've seen a little bit, um, you've got X2, Y2 and Blur, and I'm starting to, this zero rule is starting to take off on ETH now, and I think they're going to have a problem there. It's so all gearing up for a massive run on Sol till Christmas, in my opinion. So get your bags ready, get some floors made, because um, I reckon we're running up till Christmas on Solana. Um, I think there's lot some of, dope
0: drops happening too, man. Like A lot I think of catalysts
5: coming easy. For man. sure. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean,
0: dude, breakpoint in like 10 yeah. days. I think that's yeah. so severely undervalued because they always sandbag dope announcements for Sol for it. Yeah. That's like the I, pinnacle of what they typically do.
5: Yeah. I won't go into the, the details of... The sort of catalyst, but Alpha, get ready for Sol because it's going to be running up till Christmas, in my opinion. So yeah, we'll leave it on.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited for this space again next week. I will be traveling, so we may adjust the time slightly. I'll be like six hours ahead on that running man time. I don't know how the man does it at 11 p.m., but we'll figure something out. We'll get the community involved to see what time's best for everyone here. We're not going anywhere. Shout out everyone rocking with us as always. Shout out all the dope speakers, the listeners, crypto Titans for talking about Web2 stuff and everything going on. It's been an electric show. I'm hyped. I'm excited. We'll catch you all next week.